0: It's what you hear it, listen. That's what you hear it, listen. X go give it to you. Fuck, wait for you to get it on your own. X go to deliver it to you. Knock, knock, open up the door to spill With the non-stop, pop problem, stainless still. Welcome to Deuce Nation. Let's go! Ah, I've been excited about this one, boys, and Jess, let's go! Little boy blue is gone, underway is over, spent 40 days, 40 nights staring at gray walls, depression laden, just ready to drop, fire Xavier content and that's why I'm here. I'm here for two reasons, okay? I'm here to chew bubblegum and drop, fire Xavier content and I'm all out of bubblegum. Let's get it. Okay, so this is me essentially treating life right now like Xavier's treated the last couple weeks. Okay, we're practicing, we're getting ready, Spain is going to be lit, real content alert. And uh, so yeah, i'm just kind of practicing getting my voice back getting my toes back in the water I almost put all of this into one megapod in like a week or two But I figured hey, we got enough stuff that's going on Let's cover all that stuff and then we'll have one big Just awesome podcast where I can kind of concentrate it a little bit better and not water it down as much Um, and i've got no smoke. Okay, here we go plug alert shameless plug uh, we got an og musketeer coming on the pod next week which i don't know why anyone worthwhile would want to come on this damn thing but we got that going on we got all kinds of spain content it is going to be the best pod i've done so far out of three let's go okay boys and girls let's go Number two in their own city. Sports. All right, all right, all right. Let's get to the podcast. Your boy is posted up on the beach, not the brag, repping that X, and I am ready to talk some Xavier hoops. Can we just point out the fact, real quick, that I'm actually recording a second podcast? I literally didn't think it would would even happen i expected no one to even want to listen to it at all and i mean five probably did but whatever but uh but yeah man let's freaking do it i'm super excited it's so good to be back so good to be caught up on xavier basketball you have no idea how honestly the toughest part about being underway is just not knowing what the hell is going on with xavier hoops because you know xba the basketball addiction it's completely a thing uh, so it was it was pretty brutal man <laughs> Worse than the 15 hour working days and no sleep and all that kind of fun stuff. But anyway All right real quick real quick plug before we get to it. We gotta start campaigning for this Uh, xavier the tournament thing. Okay, it's gotta happen. It's been way too long We got to get xavier a tbt team So help me out on twitter, please tweet at the people tweet at the Stainbrooks. tweet at the davises tweet at the Weezes. tweet at the darnell williams Please, dear God, we need a freaking team, man. I'm not going another year without one. I'm going to campaign my ass off. Let's go, boys. Come on. We deserve better. They already took Devros from us. We need summer basketball. Come on. Let's go. Anyway, all right, so we'll get to the podcast today. What we're going to be covering, recruiting updates, team updates. I'm going to be breaking down the team, giving them letter grades based on how they've performed according to where they were supposed to be in practice. Um, and it's going to be really, really good and any other, kind, all kinds of other fun stuff including but not limited to Rick Broering being a dictator. Let's out. But I called your show, Ha! So guess what? Goodbye! Okay, kind of going to swerve here and talk recruiting first. So the first thing I saw when I was underway and I think I was about a week late to this news was the Niles Lane Snow Globe to X which essentially means the little scout guy, Brian Snow, Put in a snow or put in a crystal ball for Niles Lane going to X, which essentially means he's just predicting that he'll commit to Xavier. Um, so that was a huge, uh, a huge surprise to me, at least, because it sounds like Xavier really climbed to the top of his list very, very quickly. Um, it, he had a visit and apparently fell in love with X and uh, has re- apparently Xavier's the the clear favorite in that recruitment. Um, so that was definitely surprising to see. And then a couple days ago, Xavier hosted Colby Jones, another priority wing that they have. Uh, and they put on the full court press Trayvon Blewett was in the building D Davis all kinds of former players in the building Really putting it on for Colby Jones who I've, apparently they've really fallen in love with become borderline obsessed with uh, Very athletic and elite defender very long competitive. Uh, they would love to have him um, So essentially just to break it down and make this very simple. There's essentially two spots right now for Xavier Maybe in the 20, 2020 class potentially a wild card spot and you're looking at a wing and then a four slash five type player. So the wing is going to be hopefully at least the priority guys. One of Jalen Bridges out of California, or no, not Jalen Bridges, Jalen Clark out of California, West Coast, Best Coast. Uh, you've got Colby Jones, and then you've got Niles Lane. All three of them are kind of no brainer kind of kids. It's probably going to be hard to get two out of any two of them. Probably you get one of them, probably fills that spot. Hard to sell that to another kid after you get one of them. And then also with the fours, the four and five type guy, you're looking at Ben Carlson out of Minnesota, and you're looking at Jalen Bridges out of West Virginia. Uh, ben Carlson, it sounded like there was a real chance for some movement. Um, was supposed to come down. Apparently, Xavier's right there in that elite group uh, between us and Stanford. But there was a complication. His team had to go play in Las Vegas, so he wasn't able to come down. Less than ideal. It still sounds like Xavier's right there with maybe some people saying that, that we're in the lead for Ben Carlson, and he'd be a huge get. Um, And then you've got Jalen Bridges as well, who's kind of uh, in the Kaiser mold, a little bit more of a handle. I know we love to talk about Kaiser Gates' handle, um, but a little bit more of a handle there. Um, But yeah, four with some three principles can shoot, that kind of deal. And it sounds like Xavier's in the elite group, but maybe a little bit less traction than with Carlson. They're just trying to get him on campus, but they're right there in his recruitment. And it's been kind of crazy to see. This staff. I mean, the the way that they're recruiting right now is absolutely unbelievable, and how quickly we've been getting priority guys. And I know they're not getting five stars, but this it seems like this staff is doing essentially whatever it wants. Every single priority guy that we've had so far, we're locking up in like a month, and it it's been absolutely incredible. It, it sounds like for it's incredibly rare for a recruiting staff to be this team oriented, and everyone says that it's good for PR stuff, whatever. But this staff definitely does recruit as a team brian snow called it the most organized recruiting staff that he has ever seen and they're doing such an incredible job so it's really hard for me to see any way that we don't get these priority guys it's just the way that they're recruiting is unbelievable um so it sounds like it's going to happen and then look for potentially a wild card kid if they fall in love with somebody Maybe a guy with a high upside like a Deontay Miles. Or if you can get one of the crazy talented guys like a Jay Scrub or a, uh, a Kareem Main. Those are guys you just kind of figure it out with. But it looks like it's going to be one of those two spots. Those And that will hopefully uh, be a four-man class with with four priority guys. And that puts Xavier in an incredible position. I would predict that that's probably a top 15, top 20 class if you can get who we've already got right now. Dewan Odom, CJ Wilcher, and then one of those three wings and one of those two bigs to me that's a essentially a no-brainer top 20 class maybe top 15 and then if you can get a kareem main and i think this is kind of a little bit more of a pipe dream i think the other stuff is realistic but if you can get another you know a big talent one of the j scrub kareem main type dudes then it's a top 10 class easily um but i think the floor for this recruiting class is probably like in the 25s It, it looks very very good right now obviously nothing is said and done until it's said and done but it looks very very good. So that is my recruiting update. Let's get to the team next Kiki, you love me? Are you riding? So on to the team So the great thing about 2019 is there's so many different sources and so many different people that put out information I remember even as a kid, you know remember musketeer scoop you know, you have essentially one source of information where you get everything and now it's beautiful You got musketeer report you got musky madness you got everyone on twitter tim daniel nate Walworth, Everyone's going to practice. You got adam bomb doing a fantastic job at cincinnati inquire It's just really cool having all these different sources. So i've kind of compiled all that information Digested it. And we'll see what comes out the other end. Uh, that was kind of weird But anyway, so it sounds like the three major themes that I continually hear about this team are one athletic two deep And three long and those just seems to be the the continual theme a very long scary quick fast Kind of team and it also it sounds like the pieces fit much better together And also there's very much improved shooting with all the pieces we've added To go with the improved shooting from our returning players Uh, And i'm just really excited for this group. I think the pieces fit much better And I think the the better the biggest thing that I keep hearing is just the improved culture It seems like travis really 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 emphasizes the culture bit And it sounds like from everyone that I'm hearing that the vibe in Cintas is just through the roof right now. Uh, Whereas last year there was, I don't know if dysfunction is the right word, but it was just a different feel and no one really stepped up to the plate to be vocal leaders. And maybe there's just like a, a little bit of less excitement, but it sounds like this year there's just a lot more focus, a lot more people, you know, going to coaches for instruction and just a lot more of that positive vibe that you want. And that kind of, that winning culture that you want kind of copying daddy and Villanova. Um, And that's really good to hear It sounds like Najee and Q have really taken over the reins and really been stepping up as vocal leaders This is their team the core four knows that their time This is their last run together and it sounds like they're really stepping up and taking the leadership role that maybe didn't Happen last year until late in the year. So that's really really good It sounds like everyone from Cintas is just exuberating positive energy. And so I thought what I would do The best thing to do is to just break down player by player give them a letter grade Based off of what their expectations were So if they get a C That means they're pretty much just performing to par Regular expectations Anything below that would be above expe- uh, below ex- expectations Anything above that would be They've been performing above their expectations So a B- may or may not sound great But compared to a C, that's pretty dang good um, And that would mean an improvement And a better what we thought So I will start with the core four And I will start with Quentin Gooden um, Quentin Gooden, it sounds like, has completely changed his approach For everything I'm hearing is that he's a brand new human being um, and it's just been very vocal, very uplifting, very positive, helping the young guys going out of his way to help the younger guys and really being that senior point guard that we need. Um, Quinton Gooden is in the top 10 all time in Xavier assists, been through the battles. He was an elite eight point guard. Uh, and there's no reason to believe that he won't be very good this year. And I think last year was about the worst he could have possibly played. Um, but everything that I'm hearing, I'm giving Quentin Gooden to be. It sounds like he's really import- improved his shooting stroke. Uh, all of the guys from the Professional Combine said that he shot the shit out of the ball. Um, so that sounds amazing. He's in fantastic shape. Q's always been been ripped and been yoked. But it looks like right now he's just in another gear, like formed out of marble. He just looks insane. Uh, saw a couple videos of him just rising up easily. Uh, so anything from q to this point it sounds like it's going to be a complete improvement i think last year it was 90 percent just between the ears obviously he was dealing with some stuff so i'm gonna give q a b based off of what we were expecting and i'm honestly expecting a very big year from q and a complete improvement honestly maybe a 180 turnaround from last year uh, where i think he played about as bad as you as q could have possibly played and he was still decent at, at that um, next i'll get the paul scruggs uh there's not a ton to know about paul scruggs it sounds like uh, I heard Tim Daniel say that he's kind of implementing a lot of stuff that we just haven't seen out of him, and he's just an incredibly talented player. I remember thinking when we got Paul Scruggs, just how crazy it was that even that we even recruited that kid, um, the highest-rated player that I've ever seen since I've been following Xavier recruiting, which goes back to the mid two thousands. Um, so, but incredible stuff, and his his shot apparently is very improved as well. And obviously, participated in this in the the pro stuff and. The pro scouts said that they were honestly surprised he even pulled his name. And he's had that much interest. And he's our most impressive pro prospect. He's really the only player other than Zach Hankins that really had a real shot, which is kind of surprising to me. I would have thought Najee would have had more to shot. But, you know, the fact that he can shoot, he makes winning plays. Uh, so I'm going to give Paul a B-. minus. There's just not a ton out there about Paul. I know that he's improved his shot a ton. Um, It sounds like he's been inputting a lot of new things into his game so we'll move on to Najee Marshall, and I'm really excited for Najee Marshall. It sounds like he is, with Q, taking over a leadership role, uh, really taking his stuff to the next level, um, been working his butt off. Uh, he participated in pro stuff as well. Um, I'm going to give Najee just a B-, and mostly all that is just the, uh, the between-the-ear stuff more than his game. I, we know what Najee can bring to the table physically. We saw him at the end of last year. Uh, you know, scoring thirty-one points and taking over games and all that. We know what he's capable of, uh, and I'm really, really excited to see it. I think with him, just like with with Q, it's between the ears and just taking over that leadership role. That's what you need. And uh, before I get to the next guy, it's kind of exciting that we have more of the Xavier, the standard Xavier blueprint. Uh, we haven't had one super successful team since. I've been watching the team that wasn't led by seniors and juniors. I mean, last year was dominated by juniors, sophomores, and transfers. You know, not one real senior on last year's team, not one four year senior. And that's just not the Xavier blueprint. So I'm really excited to see what this looks like when we have traditional four year guys in the program and a traditional upperclassman. Uh, I think it's just going to be a completely different look than what we're used to. And then when you get to Tyreek Jones, it sounds like Tyreek is just bullying dudes. It's it's been funny hearing Adam of bomb in the way that, you know, they'll talk about Tyreek that he's just kind of playing with the young with the young kids And he's just a man amongst boys I mean a, a guy that's that's been around the block. He's kind of just being the bully right now So i'm gonna give tyreek a, a, a b-minus as well. I uh, haven't really heard a ton as far as uh, Vocally and all that kind of stuff, but ty has always been You know the epitome of a xavier guy and, and chris max said he was his favorite player and all that kind of fun stuff um, but it sounds like Ty has put even more into his game, improved as a shooter, and he is just chiseled right now and <laughs> just flying. The way that he can jump now after losing all that weight is just something to behold. And I'm expecting a huge year from Tyreek. just gonna be about staying out of foul trouble. And if I'm being completely honest, I'm a little surprised that we didn't go after uh, a traditional like transfer big that we had done the last few years with like Karim Canter and Rashid Gaston and last year with, with Hankins. It's just surprising to me that we. This is the first year we haven't had like a big tandem, uh, big group, uh, because Ty's not going to play more than twenty five thirty minutes. We know who Ty is. We know he's going to get in some foul trouble from time to time. We know that he he gets he's not as gassed as he used to as a freshman and sophomore, but he will get tired. I mean, he's going to be bowling on the block nonstop, and that's not easy work. Um, so if I'm being honest, and I, you know I'm a super positive you know guy or whatever, but that's one of my concerns with this team is who's going to step into those into those big minutes um but kind of moving forward from their transition talk about zach Fremantle real quick Fremantle is has impressed a lot and a lot of people are saying he needs to put on weight and that's probably his biggest thing right now but he backs down from no one and he is just incredibly tough uh, it, i've heard that rick Broeing said that every rebound that goes up you think fremantle has got a shot at it yeah, he is always in the play he takes no seconds off Uh, And I think we're really going to like that kid. He is blue-collar as it gets. And I'm really, really excited to watch Zach Fremantle. I'm going to give Zach Fremantle a B. And I had really high expectations of Zach Fremantle. So a B on this scale is is really high. Uh, I'm giving Zach Fremantle a B. I think he is, in my opinion, hands down the, the, uh, the favorite to fill those minutes behind Tyreek. Especially now that Ramsey's a little bit behind the eight ball. So I'll move into Ramsey real quick. Ramsey's been bothered by a knee injury. Apparently they're he might be out for another week or another month. I'm sorry. No, I don't really know what's going on with his knees, um, but I know he's had some kind of knee complication. He's been sitting out. Hopefully for him, he's studying the system and, and picking things up. So I'm going to give him an I and incomplete, but this does kind of put you behind the S curve a little bit, especially with how Deontay miles has been playing. And, and this will be, uh, you know, a nice little rolling into Deontay. Deontay has maybe been the most positive surprise so far. I'm going to give him an a uh, Deontay has been a complete Shock compared to what I was expecting. I honestly thought Deontay was going to get bullied around a lot. Uh, the first thing that kind of made me think this was like I heard that Tyreek was kind of getting a little frustrated with Deontay Miles, but you know, bothering him a little bit. I mean, Deontay is crazy long, six foot 11, got a big wingspan. He's holding his own in the paint a little bit more than, than we thought, uh, a little bit stronger than we thought, still putting on weight and still needs to put on a ton of weight. Don't get it twisted. Um, but also, they were doing like a baby hook drill, for, for example, and um, they said that even with Tyreek, his baby hooks, you know, swishing every single time, you know, as smooth as anyone in the gym, which is really, really impressive for a very, very raw player. Um, and another little interesting tidbit: you had D. Davis and Trayvon Blewett at practice for the Colby Lane visit, and uh, D. Davis was watching as uh, as Deontay was beating all the guards down the floor, and was like, "Man, if he can, if he continues improving, league him." You know, for the for those non-young bucks, that means he's playing in the NBA. Uh, he is incredibly gifted and a ton of raw talent, and the kid is super young. He could redshirt, and he would still be on the same timeline as everyone else a year above him. He is extremely young. They said that he just shows flashes uh, that you're just like, whoa. You know, and it's not always consistent, but he'll show a flash, uh, you know, two or three times a practice where you're like, literally no one else in the gym could do that. So I'm incredibly excited about Deontay. And then up until about a week ago, I thought he was an automatic redshirt, essentially. And now I'm not so sure, especially with Ramsey with the knee complications. I think there's actually a decent chance that Deontay plays this year and, and honestly can give you some valuable minutes and can be a nice change up down on the block. And because he is going to be an issue, you know, sure, there will be instances where he gets bullied by some upperclassmen. You know, he just doesn't have the weight yet. But the way that he can block shots, I mean, that playoff game last year, Nate was telling a funny story with Tim Daniel. Tim Daniel was talking to Deontay and was like, how many blocks have in that game? What was it, six or seven? And Deontay's like, 12. I don't know if you ever heard his voice. It's super deep. But, I mean, that dude, is he's going to make a difference on, on defense. If he's in there, you saw the way Xavier's played against some of those bigs in the past, like the 6'11 and taller dudes. It clogs the paint, man, especially on a driving team. He'll be able to give you some valuable minutes, uh, especially if he's, Doing everything else as well as he's doing so Really really exciting with Deontay and Miles and he's way ahead of what I would have ever expected him to be So that's really one to watch So now we'll get into Dontarius James This is a bittersweet one because Don was playing really really well Going to give Don a, a B- minus, But he just uh, sprained his ankle It looks relatively bad I've heard it's a moderate sprain uh, He's making the trip to Spain still um, But that's a tough break for Don Apparently he was shooting the ball really really well uh, Improved in every other area Improved Uh, in the between the ears stuff and gathering the system which was apparently his biggest flaw last year i think don could add a lot to i think he could add to this team i really do he's a big body he can shoot he's probably our best uh front court shooter but just a tough break for don but i'm I, i expected his better days are still ahead of him um and i'm still really really excited for don so i'll jump into jason carter real quick who i'm very excited for jason carter's been getting rave reviews i'd say right behind Deontay. he's been the the next biggest like just positive of, of all of uh of all of practice and there's been a ton I'm gonna give Jason Carter an A minus as well and I expected a lot out of Jason Carter uh, but it sounds like the coaches are just like extremely ecstatic about what Carter's bringing to the table apparently shooting the ball a little bit better than they expected and he was expecting to be a guy that would help stretch the floor maybe not a knockdown shooter but he was expected to help stretch the floor and his shooting has been a little bit better as advertised and flat out he, he's just a good basketball player. Uh, the coaching staff is incredibly excited about what he's going to bring. He just brings a ton of versatility. He will be a good backup, which makes me, like I said a little bit earlier, how I'm a little bit wary about the big man situation. He can fill in at the five if needed. He's six foot eight. He's a big body. He's strong. He rebounds. Is it ideal? No. And will you have to slide someone else to the four that you maybe not want to? Maybe a nausea or somebody? Yeah. But he also just gives you a ton more versatility in case the freshmen are just having a freshman day, you know? And so Carter just does so much for this team. He's going to help the speed of the group, help space the floor. I mean, it sounds like the coaching staff just couldn't be more enthusiastic about what Jason Carter is going to bring to the table. And I would temper expectations just a little bit. One of the best transfers we've ever had, Drew Lavender, had a really up and down first half of the season. So I think this Spain trip is really going to help, and I think there couldn't have been a better year to have you know one of these trips with all the transfers coming in, all the new freshmen. But it still wouldn't shock me if Carter has a little bit of a – You know, an up and down first half of the season, but I expect by about the midway point, the Big East, you know, stretch, Jason Carter's gonna pour it on. And he was the go to guy at Ohio. He's 16 points a game, seven or eight rebounds a game. He was, like, Snow said he probably would have been the the MAC player of the year this year. Uh, So he was the guy, the number one guy in every scouting report. So it's gonna be fun to see what Carter can do with a wide open floor, because you're gonna have to key in on Scruggs, Marshall, Gooden in Tyreek every single game. You can't sag on any of those dudes, they're going to make you pay. They're all really really good players. I think they're all big east all big east caliber players whether they make the team or not. They're all some of the most talented players in the conference at their position. So you can't you can't leave those dudes for a second. So for Carter to be your fifth option on offense, all the space that he's going to have, he might have a I think we're going to have some some games where Carter just takes over for a scoring burst cuz who are you who are you going to sag off of? You know what I mean? So This Man, this team's going to be freaking dangerous. But I'm super excited about Jason Carter. Hearing nothing but amazing things. Apparently, he's bouncing off the floor just as much as anybody. Uh, Apparently, his first week was a little rough. Just maybe Jennings kind of beat up on him a little bit. But he's been really shining a lot. Had a lot of instances where he looks like the best player on the floor. So a lot to be excited about. Two years of eligibility. Incredibly valuable. So I can't wait for Jason Carter, honestly. And with the transfer mold, we'll go into Bryce Moore real quick. Bryce Moore's been another super bright spot. It sounds like this whole the whole theme right now is just enthusiasm and just everything sounds like it's you know sun, sunshine and rainbows and CentOS right now. I'm gonna give Bryce Moore a B plus. Bryce Moore <laughs> has been pissing off Najee Marshall a lot. Uh, he's gonna flat out he's gonna be in your shorts and he's built like a freaking safety. His dad was in the NFL. Bryce Moore <laughs> gives Q a run for his money physique wise. Bryce Moore's freaking yoked. <laughs> Uh, and he is just in your shorts, takes no plays off. And especially with these Spain practices, the players all kind of know, especially the upperclassmen. They're running through stuff they've done hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times. And it, while maybe some of the more guys that are comfortable in their roles might be akin to taking a playoff or giving a freshman a free lane to the bucket, Bryce Morris. <laughs> doing no such thing and it sounds like the coaching staff is absolutely loving that and there is complete confidence in Sintos that he is an elite defender even at the Big East level uh he's shooting the ball as good or better than was expected um and it just sounds like it's all good from Bryce Moore he's a little undersized but he plays big I mean height wise he's think he's 6'2 6'3 but with how big he is you know and mature his body is he just plays really, really tough, and it sounds like he's going to be a key addition. I didn't know what to expect, and I'm sure most of Xavier Nation may, might feel the same way as I do. I'm feeling kind of a little burnt with the transfers from last year. I mean, they did their best. I mean, Zach Hankins was obviously a dog when I'm talking about uh, Welles and Caslin specifically. Um, a little bit burnt. I mean, I expected a little bit more, to be honest with you. I mean, they're, they both did their best, and maybe it seems like the whole team just didn't click last year. It, the pieces didn't fit, and it sounds like a lot of it was just a tough year. But it sounds like these two are cut from a different cloth, and I'm expecting a lot from Bryce Moore now. The more I hear about him, uh, Snow really thinks really, really, really highly of him. I think he's going to be a key addition. Sounds like he's an elite three and D type guy. I think he's your first guy off the bench, and you might see him. Honestly, I think there's a really good chance you see him in games. He's going to be hard to put on the bench in big situations. I mean, we're going to play against Tyshawn Alexander you know, all kinds of really good, you know, Big East players that, you know, are just walking buckets, uh, and I think he's going to be just a good guy that's like, hey, you know, go go lock that guy up, you know, and then that puts, you know, that gives you the ability to put, you know, Scruggs a guy down, Marshall a guy down, and kind of let them maybe focus a little bit more on offense and handling the ball, which is honestly a huge perk for guys that have to expend so much energy on the offensive end. So, it's, it sounds like it's, Really, really good from Bryce Moore. So I'm giving him a B plus, and maybe I'm snubbing him a little bit. But Bryce Moore is looking very, very good for X. So now let's talk freshmen. Uh, and where else to start other than Kiki Tandy? I mean, let's let let's be real. He's a fan favorite already. I had a dream that Kiki was getting buckets. But anyway, Kiki Tandy. Um, I expected a ton from Kiki. Uh, maybe not as much as everybody else. It seems like Xavier's just completely falling in love maybe gone overboard with his expectations i'm gonna give kiki a b minus which is still a good grade um it sounds like he is really taking it upon himself to go out of his way to learn the system he's been really really competitive what you like to hear backing down none yeah, you're not backing down from anybody i like the story that tim daniel said where he uh where q was going at him and kiki was being real physical with him on defense and, and q turned around i was like man that, that's a foul right and kiki's like nah man no one fouled you uh, and it sounds like Kiki's going at, at everybody, and uh, really not, you know, backing down and having that freshman, um, you know, meek mentality. He's, he's coming at your neck, So what you really like to see. His shooting is as advertised, if not better. His athleticism is as advertised, if not better. Uh, I think in the uh, they did a, a live shooting drill when eight of nine on spot up shots. I mean, in, in game action, uh, so he that boy can fill it up. And I think Rick said it best. I think, you know, while. I think Fremantle is probably going to play the more important minutes. I think that Tandy's going to have more splash kind of games where he you know, goes off for you know a stretch or two or maybe even has a, a big game where he could even get 16, 18 points or something like that, and you're just like, man, this dude is going to be a player. So really excited for Kiki, and he's doing everything we pretty much expected, and then maybe a little bit more. Um, and I've pretty much covered everyone but Damir Bishop, and, uh, and Damir needs to put on weight. I mean, he looks a little bit like Elias but my goodness there are plays and moments where you're like holy crap and i'm I'm thinking much higher of damir damir before he came in and i was high on him i'm I'm giving damir a b for practice so far Uh, they said that in in game action i mean even from deep like nba range he's swishing over people with hands in his face playing very confident uh i've heard that uh and seen a little bit on video but uh nate said that uh you know, there was a couple plays where he's catching the ball and just rising up and dunking, and you're just like, whoa, you know. And so that, that kid is very talented, and it sounds like he's got a very well-rounded offensive game. I've heard that at times he's been a, a cardboard cutout on defense, and you got you to gotta clean that kind of stuff up. That's just, you're not going to play. If you're not going to play defense, Trav's just going to yank you. But it sounds like he's got all the tools to play defense. I mean, he's he's athletic. He could put on a little bit more weight, I think, but he's not quite you know Elias level but he needs to put on weight is probably his number one thing right now but he's got all the tools on offense uh, he's really going to help stretch the floor and I honestly think he's going to get some minutes um, I really do I think he's going to actually play a little bit of a role on this team, I think he's just too too good not to uh, and there's times where he can get into the lane and handle the ball a lot better than people think uh, I think Daz has a really really high ceiling, I think he's going to end up being a really nice player um, and it might not be this year we see everything from him but I think i think Dallas gonna be really good um and that's dang near most of the team but i'm just very very excited it's so good to hear all the positive things coming out of centos and it's gonna be awesome i'm really excited for spain and here's some of the things i'm looking for most i think really mostly i'm mostly seeing most of the young guys i think we know what we're getting out of the core for obviously you want some improvement you want them to start playing better playing more of as a unit together but to me, it's the young guys and the transfers. I can't wait to see what we get from Jason Carter. I want to see how Bryce Moore shoots in live game action. And I want to see all the all the young dudes together at the same time, which I expect. I know it's a much higher level of competition out there, but I want to see what happens when we've got Kiki, Demir, you know, Fremantle, Deontay on the floor at the same time, and maybe another transfer of Bryce Moore or Jason Carter. Uh, I'm really interested to see what they're going to bring and kind of what their identity is going to be yeah, as a group and as a recruiting class. Um, so I'm really excited to see what happens there, and there's a lot of position battles going on that that's gonna be fun. So I really am hoping this team goes out there and they're ready to to battle and and be competitive and play some real basketball as opposed to kind of just you know going out there and enjoying you know Spain, which I hope they do but and just kind of going through the motions. I'm expecting some some cutthroat basketball. I'm expecting people to go at it um and to to hold nothing back. so it sounds like Kiki and demir are competing for for key minutes, so I'm, I'm really excited to see how they play and kind of who gets some. Some advantage there. I think Deontay Miles has really crept up, and I think he's competing for minutes as well. I'm excited to see how him and Fremantle play. Um, obviously, Q and Scruggs, Najee and, and Bryce, excited for them as well. But um, I can't wait for Spain. It, it's just gonna be so fun to get some some actual game game flow going on and get some some stuff on film. Um, but that is pretty much what I got on the team. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the breakdown from practice and it sounds like everything has been positive out of practice and uh that reflects the grades that i gave to the team oh practice man i mean how silly is that man we're talking about practice all right my side topic of the day it's breaking down Xavier eras I thought this was really interesting and something that kind of just popped into my head I was reading the hell out of the book Xavier Tales when I was underway and it was just really cool to watch you know the whole evolution and just it's so cool how every era has its own kind of brand and what it brought to the table and what it did for Xavier basketball and how each brand and each little era continued to move it forward and it's really it's really interesting we had the conversation on Twitter and It's really cool out every single era you can make a case for. And everyone has a love for each different era in a different way. And a lot of it's maybe when your fandom started or when you were in school. But I think that's one thing that's so cool about Xavier basketball is it's just been so good for so long. And they've just given us so much to be proud of. So the, the, the different eras that I have, I've got six different eras. The first one I called the coming out party, which is, you know, essentially the Bob Stack, a little bit in the Bob Gillen era, you know, where kind of, you know, Xavier basketball was coming onto the map. I'm thinking Byron Larkin, Tyrone Hill, Brian Grant, Aaron Williams, jumping Jamal Walker, that whole era. Um, and I kind of lumped it together because that just kind of felt like one big era to me. Um, and I know that the the first two are a little bit more spaced out than the last four. But the second I'm call, I'll call the OG era. I think I just think Darnell Williams is the ultimate OG. Uh, and so this is the James Posey, the, the Lenny Brown, the Maurice McAfee, the Darnell Williams – that Torre Braggs, that whole era Man, that era was so freaking tough I love that era um, The Reebok, the Grey Reeboks, the classics um, Love that era And then the next one I call the Go Era Which essentially, it's a short one to me But to me it kind of stands out and it's its own little thing And that's, you know, the David West uh, Lionel Chalmers, Romain Sato days Kind of right when the uniforms switched uh, To the, the striped down uniforms They were kind of bland but they were clean uh, and then the next one i'm calling the baggy zave era shout out baggy zave This is the drew lavender dante jackson stanley burrell That kind of era, which there kind of me- as a little overlap between me and that and the goat era to me a little bit And then you got zip them up, which is you know when they had the x on the shorts the, the first x on the shorts Uh, you got the two the two uh, two holloway mark Lyons, kenny freeze sf terps that whole era unfortunately, justin martin the worst Uh, But that whole era, and then you've got what I call the hashtag classy era, which is essentially kind of like the D. Davis point, like the D. Davis, Matt Stainbrook up until now. So that had the James Farr, Jalen Reynolds team, uh, the Trey teams, Edmund Sumner, all those kind of teams, JP, obviously. Um, So that whole era, and I think it's a really interesting conversation, and I think each one has what it brought to the tape. Each one has its own identity. It feels like, and I love that about Xavier basketball. I just love, man, how just this program is just never, never content and always continues to move forward. And we're always trying to innovate and improve. I just love this, this, uh, this program so much. I really do. Um, but me, I'm going baggy Zave. Hard to. It, it's just where my heart is. That's where I fell in love with Xavier basketball. Stanley Burrell is my favorite Xavier player of all time, and I just love that era. Derek Brown. Drew Lavender God that era Was so fun I just love Those teams Justin Dolman That 05-06 Xavier poster With the whole team Like Bubakar Coley And that whole squad Man Oh Just Oh you can't beat it Just art That's just Absolute art to me And it's hard not to pick The classy erics It's been so fun JP and Trey And they've all been So amazing I love the OG era uh, and obviously the GOAT era with David West But I'm going Baggy Xavier That just has my heart But I'm interested to see what you guys think And what your favorite era of Xavier basketball is Some of your favorite Xavier basketball memories Let me know what they are And I also wanted to take a quick second to, to thank you, thank Mario Mercurio For jumping on that podcast With, uh, with Rick Broe and Dana and Victory um, I just think it's super cool That they do those kind of things And that, that Steel comes out to do podcasts And that the, the staff is so open with the fan base I really think that kind of stuff just helps us feel like we're a part of it you know and it's it's not that difficult for them to do but i but i know that they're super busy people it's not something they have to do you know and i just think it's so cool that we know i know who every single person on Xavier staff is you know what i mean like it's just crazy how open they are and how cool they are with sharing information and being open with us and, uh, and honestly, I'm starting to invest a little, a little bit, you know, into the program myself, and I just love it so much It's been such a source of joy in my life And uh, I'm just very, very thankful to be a Xavier fan and to, to root for the, the best team in the city um, But yeah, just thank you, Mario, for doing that You'll probably never hear this, but that was really, really cool And, and that really does go a long way, and we really, really do appreciate it, so thank you Everybody want cloud. And some really cool stuff, just to kind of give you some quick hitters from what Mario said on the DNV In case you haven't listened to it Um, A lot of really cool things happening in Cintas, and it sounds like they're happening relatively quickly. Um, I don't know if you know this, but the whole locker room has been gutted. Um, And Mario said they expect to have the whole locker room done by about October. It's supposed to be done before the season starts, but it's going to be kind of quick. And it's supposed to be one of the best locker rooms in the country. And they're going to have kind of a really unique thing in like a really cool, like big, huge video board. I'm not sure exactly what it's going to look like, but he said it's going to be like a huge um, attraction piece for it um but they're gonna have the big hanging logo over over top and all the really cool like lights coming out of the lockers and it's it's gonna be state-of-the-art and just another thing that continues to move move the brand forward and move move forward the selling point that is uh that is xavier in the Centa center um it sounds like another the next one behind that is a new auxiliary gym uh they're, they're planning on wedging it kind of off of the uh anchoring off of the current one uh which is just kind of a necessity you know as you know the uh the capacity has grown and the demand has grown in Cintas and how many teams they support um, and all that kind of stuff. And I know they're doing the, the brand new sports complex on campus, which will help a lot as well um, with all the traffic, but they've really needed a new auxiliary court. And I think he said probably third down the line is a new scoreboard. Oh, he's talking big scoreboards again, uh, Sigh. <laughs> uh, but that's next on the, uh, on the agenda as well. So a lot of, th- a lot of cool things coming down the pipeline for Xavier basketball in case you didn't hear that. Yeah, I've never had a kid tell me to F off three times before. So I hope you enjoyed this edition of the Roll Blob Podcast. Um, I kind of threw this one together a little quick. Uh, I honestly didn't even plan on doing a podcast. I was planning on doing a big one um, with the future OG guest and Spain and all that. But it's going to be so much stuff that I figured I might as well catch us up to now, get used to kind of recording again, and go from there. But I really hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Always fun to do it. This is just a warm-up for next week. Man, that pod is going to be lit. I am telling you. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. Um, but I really appreciate you guys tuning in and listening and supporting. And, and hopefully this helped feed the uh, Xavier basketball addiction and helped you get to the, to the next one. But I can't wait for Spain. Have fun at Dana's for me. And let's go X. Everybody want class?